Girlfriends, episode number 98, 14 Little Ways to Add Joy to Your Day. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. Today, we're talking about small things that we can all do to add joy to our days. Who doesn't need that? I can't wait to connect with you. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends, welcome to a new week. Welcome to a new morning. Welcome to the week after Thanksgiving if you live in the US. If you're new here, I just want to take a moment to say thank you for showing up. Thank you for hanging out with us for a bit. Thank you for giving girlfriends a try. I'm glad you're here. Uh, The structure of the show is usually I share a little bit about what's going on in my life at the start, and then we get into the topic, which this week is about adding joy to our days. I can't wait to share about that. Such a perennial topic, something we always need, but especially this time of year. So I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, if you are in the U.S., you definitely had um, a long weekend, and this might be an early morning for you, as it is for me. I'm recording this on Monday morning after the break, and it is time to get back to work, back to school, but we had a lovely break. It was so nice. I shared with you last week that my sons were coming home from college, and that was so nice to have them home, but it all just did feel like a whirlwind. Ambrose was here for just a short time uh, because he's flying back to Florida. We dropped him off yesterday at the airport, and you know what? I'm getting better at the whole goodbye thing. And maybe it's just because this time we're saying goodbye and I'm just going to see him in about three weeks when he comes back after finals. But I didn't cry when my boys left yesterday. I felt a little sad about it and things felt funny at the house, but I'm getting better at it. I just want to (laughs) say for those of you who are facing that time of your life when your kids are getting older and you're dreading it as I did for years before I ever even had kids go away to school, um, you can do it. And it does get a little bit easier. You adjust to life changes. So anyway, it's um, Advent almost. Do you have your Advent candles for your Advent wreath? For years, this was like a thing that I always just was bad about. And I never seem to have Advent candles ready at the start of Advent. And we like to do a simple Advent wreath on our table and light it during mealtimes, which is fun for the kids, especially when they're little and they all fight over and play with the flames and stuff. Um, But I used to be so disorganized about getting the Advent candles that I sort of have overcompensated maybe. And I ordered my candles like months ago, Um, but I don't have the wreath out yet. That's what happened to me last year was I got the candles early, but then I never could find the wreath in time for the first Sunday of Advent. Anyway, uh, I'm planning to find it this week so that hopefully we'll be on board at the start of Advent next season. Do you have things like that that you drive yourself crazy with that you just do over and over again? And it's probably a simple thing, but you just can't seem to overcome this obstacle. I find that sometimes it's things like having to do with celebrating seasons, traditions, and that kind of thing that I put a lot of pressure on myself and for some reason can't seem to get out of my own way. But um, this Advent, I'm hoping to have a prayerful Advent. And I think we all say that at the start, right? Um, but one way that I'm doing that is I'm jo- I joined a no, not novena. No, I shared with you before about the Pray More Novenas website and that they email you every day. Well, I just finished the, which 
um, the Christ the King novena. It was Christ the King's feast day. Um, this this Sunday we celebrated that, and I did it. I, every time I do one, I'm so proud of myself. I actually did it. Um, and I've prayed a lot of novenas since uh, signing up for that service. And they send you the little novena prayer every day in your inbox. And since I use my email kind of as a to do list, I don't forget to say it every morning. And I've loved being able to pray that way and joining sort of a community that's praying because there's really a whole community around this. You can click over to the website and see people's prayer intentions. Um, from people who are praying the novena with you. So I do still very much recommend PrayMoreNovenas.com. You can check it out there. But what they're offering this Advent is an Advent retreat, which is wonderful. I mean, I am so excited to be a part of it. Um, uh, there's a little video that if you go over to their website, um, they have a link to a video that kind of introduces you to the idea of what they're doing for this Pray More Novenas um retreat for Advent. And um, I think it's 13 different audio visual sessions with people like Jeanette Bankovic and Mary Lenneberg. I was so excited to see her face there. Um, anyway, I'm giving it a shot. I may fail miserably at it, um, but at least it'll be another little kind of built-in prompt to prayer during the Advent season. And I'd love it if you would join me in that uh, particular way of praying this this Advent season. So um, it's PrayMoreNovenas.com. I don't, I'm not remembering right now the exact link to the retreat, but I'm sure there's a link there if you go to their main page and I will have the link in the show notes at DanielleBean.com. So um, besides Advent, uh, people are also preparing for Christmas. And I did get an email from a lady asking me about my thoughts on Elf on a Shelf. Um, <laughs> people feel really strongly in both directions about Elf on a Shelf. Um, and I've never done it. It was kind of, um, I didn't really choose not to do it. I never really actually considered doing it because it kind of came after my kids were a little bit bigger and not really the age where they would have enjoyed that kind of thing anyway. Some people think he's creepy. Um, you know, to the mom who emailed and um, anyone else who's kind of thinking about Elf on the Shelf, if it's something your family will enjoy, if it'll add some fun to your days anticipating Christmas, go for it. If you think it's weird and it's creepy and you feel like you're lying to your children if you pretend this elf is doing things in your house, don't do it. Um, I think we we sometimes make things just, um, they have to be one size fits all, especially with regard to our faith lives. And, you know, preparing for Christmas feels like it's very much a, a part of our faith and that there has to be a black and white, right way, wrong way to do it. Well, I really don't think there is. And Elf on a Shelf is just one example of that. There's all different kinds of traditions and things you might consider doing, even whether or not you... Um, talk to your kids about Santa or whether or not you talk about St. Nicholas or whether or not you celebrate St. Nicholas Day. Um, no right or wrong way to do it. Follow what feels right to you. You're the mom. And um, sometimes we grow up with certain traditions and so they're really important to us in in a way that doesn't make sense to other people. That's fine. It doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> if it's something that's going to be meaningful for you and and you'll have fun doing it with your kids or even, um, you know, it will help you to prepare for Christmas time and in a joyful way in your home do it. Don't worry about it. But if it doesn't speak to you and it feels weird and whatever, don't feel pressured to do it just because all the other moms are doing it or so it seems on social media. So anyway, those are my brief thoughts on <laughs> Elf on a Shelf. But now to dive into this week's topic, we are talking about small ways that we can add joy to our days. I think this is a really important topic and it's something that I think about a lot because sometimes it's something so small, 
that can make a huge difference in how you're feeling and how you're interacting in your days. And um, there are lots of little things that we can do to have a more positive experience, especially in our homes and in our families and in our workplaces day by day. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming. So this is a message that really, really speaks to me because uh, it's it's a way that I like to function is one little thing at a time, you know, kind of like St. Therese and her little way, one little thing, a little thing and something that other people might dismiss as unimportant can make a big difference in adding joy to your days. And we really need to do that. We've talked about preparing for Advent. Um, but one of the things that I think is important to note this time of year is when you're pulled in a lot of different directions, when you're stressed about many things, adding a little bit of joy to your day and to other people's days is a great way to kind of counterbalance that or shift your focus away from, you might be tempted to focus on negative things. Um, And this is a good way to kind of bring it back to the positive. So I'm going to share, so I'll move through pretty quickly here. So this episode doesn't end up too long. Um, But I'm going to share some small ways that I've come up with, and then hopefully you'll be inspired to share some of yours because I know there are lots. Okay, the first one is smile. I think sometimes we get busy and we don't even realize that we've put on this kind of angry or expressionless face as we go about our interactions day by day. And that's a real bummer because smiling at someone uh, elicits a, a connecting response from them. You know, we're human beings and we're made to connect in that way. And smiling is a great way to add a little positive connection in your day, smiling at somebody. And we've talked before about the whole idea of fake it till you make it and that it chemically changes what's going on in your brain when you smile. So even if you're feeling grumpy, force yourself to smile a little bit. Um, Look for something to smile about, share a funny story or recall one or something along those lines, but smile at people. Um, especially if you're going out Christmas shopping or dealing with people in places that might be grumpy or crowded or stressful. You know, this time of year is, is ripe for that with holiday travel and whatnot. There's always an opportunity to kind of inject a smile. And I don't mean a fake plastered smile on your face, but look for ways to um, connect with people and, and smile at other people in your day. It can make a huge difference in how you're feeling, but also how you're interacting with people. People will respond to you differently if you approach them smiling. Okay, the second way to add joy to your day is to thank somebody for something. This is a great thing I try to do when I start spiraling into that kind of, you know, self-focused, self-pity mode if things aren't going my way. Um, Just think outwardly and think of a blessing that you have in your life and thank somebody for it. It could be thanking God for it, for sure, Um, but also people in your lives. Think of something that you're grateful for that maybe you take for granted that somebody else does for you in your day, whether it's your husband or your kids or coworker or somebody at the store, you know, somebody who's serving you in some way. Look for a way to say thank you for that, you know, where you otherwise might just take it for granted or not say anything. Or you could even do this in a bigger way, a more fancy way and write a thank you note to someone. We've talked before about the power of words on the show here, and I'm a big believer in that. The fact that we have so many people in our lives who bless us in so many ways, especially throughout our lifetime, if you think back, maybe even all the way back to your childhood, maybe there's a teacher or a priest or a friend's mom or somebody who helped you in some way. Look for somebody who you can thank in that way, whether it's just informally, just saying thank you for something that you normally take for granted in your daily routine, or going out of your way to write a thank you note that will absolutely make someone's day, week, month, year 
if you've ever been the recipient of something like this, you know, it completely changes how you're feeling. And I've received notes from people thanking me for things that I've held on to, because I go back and I reread them when I need that little boost. And imagine the opportunity to be that kind of blessing for somebody else that will bring joy to your day. Just taking that opportunity to, first of all, reflect on what you're thankful for, the many blessings that we all have that we take for granted, and then actually taking that step and thanking someone, acknowledging what they've done for you. I think that's really important. Okay, number three is along the same lines. Um, it's thinking outwardly, and that's to compliment somebody. We don't do this often enough. I find that I don't either. We hold back and you might really admire something about someone or, or really thinks, you know, like that color looks amazing on her or, um, you know, she did such a great job with that work project or, um, you know, even something you know small and maybe insignificant. We all notice things and admire things about other people. Speak it, make someone's day. And especially if it's specific, I find not just, you know, the general, you look great or whatever, but being specific. Oh, (laughs) but I'm thinking now, don't, don't tell someone that they've lost weight. (laughs) You know, if someone, you know, has lost weight and they look great, tell them they look great or they, they look, um, uh, amazing or whatever. But I think focusing on weight loss is sort of a negative way to compliment somebody. Um, Anyway, that's just an aside there. But look for things that you can compliment about other people, not just their appearance, but their work, their contributions to your household, to your workplace, to your community, to your kid's school. Um, Compliment somebody who's done a good job. Tell them they've done a great job. And we all know what a boost that is when somebody notices we've done a good job and we want to continue doing it. That's the added bonus is that when you compliment somebody, you're you're going to make them feel great about that thing. And they're, they're going to want to continue to do that great thing in, in whatever way they're doing it. So compliment someone's work or how they look or their, their taste in fashion or whatever it is that you're admiring about somebody. Speak the words, do it. It really will. It will help you to have positive connections with other people, but it just brings you this, this joy to give that gift to somebody else. So it will add that little bit of joy to your day. Okay, also along the lines, there's a theme here of thinking outwardly. Practice a random act of kindness. Now, I'm kind of annoyed by the whole random act of kindness thing. I don't know. Part of it just feels like overly uh, schmaltzy or uh, secular even. Like, I think it leaves God out of the equation sometimes. But it doesn't have to be like that. Um, You know, a random act of kindness you can do from your heart and offer it up to to Jesus as part of your your offering to him for the day. just the classic one is paying for someone else's coffee. I I don't buy coffee. So not usually. So that's not something that I'm doing every day. But if it is something you're doing, there's an opportunity that's built right in, but it doesn't have to be that Um, you could leave a surprise gift for a friend or for a neighbor and don't get caught doing it. I think there's a special joy, especially this time of year to do kind of St. Nicholas things. Um, where, you know, St. Nicholas, the the stories of St. Nicholas were that he helped out people and didn't get caught. He just did it in kind of a little sneaky way, not looking for a big to do about all his generosity, but just did it without expecting thanks. And that can bring a special joy to your day doing something along those lines that or giving something to somebody who can't possibly pay you back. Um, or that you won't get recognized for. I think it's a really a fun and joyful thing to do this time of year. Okay, this next one um, is number five, add joy to your day by indulging in something delicious. Now, 
This does not mean stick your face in the giant platter of Christmas cookies that your friend brought over. Um, but I really mean to be intentional about it. Um, and in small portions, maybe there is something um, that you you maybe bake or make this time of year or that you usually buy or that somebody gives you um, a special treat along those lines. I think um, this time of year, it's way too easy. And we've talked about this before to just like eat all the sugar and, you know, <laughs> drink all the wine and, um, and feel miserable about it. But I think being deliberate about it, like choosing what you, you love, what really is um, enjoyable for you and then indulging in it in a very grateful way and in an intentional way, um, not being gluttonous and overly focused on the food, but just it that little bit of pleasure in um, a deliberate way can really add joy to your day. Um, whether it's maybe, you, you know, during a work break, you're looking forward to um, having a piece of chocolate from some fancy collection somebody gave you or, um, Maybe it's during your kid's nap time or something, but uh, I think doing it in a deliberate way helps you to focus on the gift that these kinds of treats that we have this time of year really are. So indulge in something delicious and um, that that kind of the pleasure that comes from that, you know, be truly thankful for it and, and conscious of the, the fact that it, it is a gift and it is uh, something that will bring joy to you in a very personal way. Okay, number six, to add joy to your days, add music to your days. Last year, I shared an Advent playlist. Um, I haven't yet dug it out, but when I do, I will share it with you all again. But maybe you have another playlist. Um, I really like to have like a list of happy, upbeat songs. So I try to keep a, a kind of running list of songs that I like on Spotify. And maybe doing a little project like that, collecting together a bunch of songs that make you happy. Um, I know that Gretchen Rubin of the Happier podcast, maybe some of you listen to her show, she has a Spotify happy playlist that's kind of put together from everybody who's uh, listened to her show and contributed like this song makes me happy. And so there's a whole playlist that you can download from Spotify, just search for it on Spotify, Gretchen Rubin or a happier playlist or something like that. Um, but maybe making your own actually makes the most sense. I find that sometimes other people's playlists don't really speak to me. Um, but adding music to your day is a, a nice way that you can add joy to your day. Maybe, you know, during a drudgery commute or carpool, you're going to play some music in your car and sing along to songs that you really love and enjoy. That's a really easy way to just kind of quickly add some joy to your day, add some music, add some beautiful sound. Okay, number seven way, small way to add joy to your day is to draw or paint We've talked before about the power and the importance of being creative. And not all of us can draw beautifully or paint beautifully, but there's something about that process, I find, um, that really kind of brings out uh, an inner joy in in me. And I, I think it could work for you too, because I'm not particularly artistically talented, but doing that kind of process, that creative process of drawing something or painting, or maybe it is just going to, for you, be going to be something creative, like making a craft in some kind of way. Um, find a way to do that. Find You sit down and, and find a way to do that. Or um, look up a YouTube for how to draw a rabbit or whatever. There's a YouTube for absolutely everything. So, um, you know, find a, a little bit of joy in kind of teaching yourself something new or challenging yourself in a new way. Number eight, this is a big one. Okay. A way to, a small way to add joy to your day is to get rid of something that makes you negative. This is so important and something I think we don't think about enough. What is that thing 
like maybe it's a pile of you know cruddy papers sitting on your kitchen countertop that every time you see it you feel overwhelmed and you sigh get rid of it put in the effort to get rid of that thing or maybe it's like the a broken piece of furniture that you haven't gotten rid of for some reason or haven't replaced for you know you're waiting to to replace it but if it's making you feel down every time you see it get rid of it maybe it's a mess in your car oh this is a big one for me imagine the joy you could have if you had a clean car the next time you you go to step into it take a moment you know I've done this before where I have a few minutes or I'll purposely leave a few minutes early to pick up a kid somewhere and stop at a gas station, clean out your car, vacuum it out, makes a huge difference. You don't have to pay to get it all detailed and everything, but um, having the interior of your car be pleasant, you know, whatever it is, think, think right now of something that kind of brings out the negative in you that you interact with every day and no fair thinking of a person. Okay. <laughs> but um, maybe it is something like a, a person on social media that's um, sharing in a way that brings out negativity in you, whether you're jealous or competitive or resentful or whatever it is, get rid of it. That doesn't mean get rid of the person, of course, but unfollow. You don't have to be taking that in in your life. You know, get rid of something that makes you feel negative. Okay, the ninth way I want to share for adding joy to your days is to reread a favorite book or rewatch a favorite movie. These things are our favorites for a reason, because they bring out something in us. We connect with them in a way that is meaningful to us, and it brings out an inner joy. We feel truly connected to something important when we uh, read a book or watch a movie that has great meaning for us, or maybe even has a lot of memories attached to it. So find a way to do that. What's a favorite book? Something that you've enjoyed in the past. Um, Many of us don't have a lot of time for hanging out and reading fiction, but Make a little time for that if that's something that you enjoy. If there's a fiction book in in your past that you really loved and connected with, find a way to reconnect with a book or even a movie that you enjoy in a special way. Okay, number 10, learn something. There's a joy in learning. We're not meant to be static, stagnant creatures. We're meant to be growing. We're meant to be expanding our horizons and experiencing new things. It doesn't have to be something huge like, you know, um, learning Italian, although that is on my bucket list. Um, But if it is learning Italian, you could even do something small like teach yourself one phrase in Italian or um, teach yourself a a prayer in another language that you want to learn. Um, You could do something small like that. Or maybe you want to learn knitting, or maybe you just want to try a new recipe. There's really a joy in trying something new, in challenging ourselves, even if it doesn't all come out like you don't master whatever it is that you're you're trying to learn. But it, there's a joy in the process, and there's a, it brings out something inside of us that I think is just sort of innate. It's just in us to want to be growing, to want to be learning, to want to be challenging ourselves in new ways. So find something to learn. Think now for a moment about what is something that you've always wanted to learn or um, maybe a skill that someone else has that you've wanted to acquire or something very basic that you don't know how to do. Um, Look for an opportunity to teach yourself something small, learn something new, or it might even be something big. If you have the, um, the energy for that, if you want to take on something big, think about something that you personally have wanted to learn or um, something that you've noted that other people do that you would like to add to your life in some way. Learn something new. It will really bring out a, a new kind of joy in you. All right. Number 11 for ways to add joy to your day. Make a list. 
Make a list of 10 things that make you happy. You know, we've shared before about making lists of things that we're grateful for, and that can be really a powerful thing to do, especially on an ongoing basis, whether you wake up every morning and say a prayer of gratitude for three things in your in your life. Um, that's a habit that I try to cultivate in my life. Um, or before you go to bed at night, maybe sharing with your family or um, praying with your spouse, um, thinking of things that you're grateful for. That It's great to make lists like that. It can really be a very powerful reminder. But make a list of 10 things that make you happy. I think is an important exercise because maybe you don't even know what makes you happy. Many of us have never taken the time to kind of reflect on that. And um, I remember sharing on the show an email from a mom who wasn't sure what to do with her free time when her husband very um, generously was taking over her her responsibilities at home for a day and telling her that she could go out and do whatever she wanted. And I think some of us find ourselves in that place. Like, I don't know what makes me happy. Make a list of 10 things. It, it, it has the bonus of causing you to reflect on the things that you're grateful for, but it also helps you to kind of cultivate um, more opportunities for those things in your life or to focus on them more or to not take them for granted. Um, I think writing out the list is a great exercise and then you'll have the list. You'll have the list the next time you're feeling blah or feeling negative or tempted to whine and complain about your life. You'll have your list of things that make you happy and um, possibly to make more of those in your life or make more opportunity for those things in your life. All right, number 12 for small ways to add joy to your day, dance, move your body. We're always talking about this, right? Um, and and maybe you're not the most elegant dancer. <laughs> I'm certainly not. But there's a real joy in using your body in a physical way, especially with music. And, you know, just it doesn't have to be fantastic, but maybe by yourself, if you're embarrassed, you could just turn up some music and and dance around in your room while you're getting ready to go out or do it with your kids. This is a fun thing that I used to do with the kids, especially when they were littler, when there's a lot of bickering going on or we're being negative. Um, Just put on some fun music and encourage them to dance with you and just move around. And if nothing else, just do some jumping jacks, you know, <laughs> if you're not feeling very coordinated to um, put together some dance moves, d- do something along those lines or run up and down the stairs 10 times or whatever it is that um, you can do to kind of give yourself that adrenaline boost. But I really think there's a real joy in doing that to music and moving your body to music. So find a way to add that to your day. All right, number 13, this is a big one. Touch somebody. We're made for connecting with other people. And there's a real actual chemical hormonal response when we touch other people. There's that oxytocin that is um, that kind of bonding, that human bonding hormone, that feel good, relax hormone. We need to touch each other. We need to touch our kids. We need to touch our spouses. Um, I think it's too easy, especially during busy days to get caught up in all the details of what you're doing and not take that moment. Just, Just pause for a minute. Hug your husband when he comes home. Hug your kids when they get back from school, um, you know, or just snuggle up with a little guy if you have one in your life and and read a book together on the couch, having him on your lap and um, enjoy that physical connection. 
I think it's too easy to not do those things. It's too easy to get busy and not really make the time for those kinds of meaningful connections with one another. And, you know, everybody has different levels of touchy feeliness. And I've noted this even in my own kids. Some of my kids have are super, or especially as babies, were super clingy and wanted to be held all the time, wanted to be hugged, wanted to be touched, wanted to kiss me all the time. Um, and then others of my kids were like, you know, don't need you to touch me. <laughs> and it doesn't mean they're not loving. But even those, even those people in your life have a need, a basic need for a, at least a, a minimal amount of human contact. So find a way to do that. Or um, another way to kind of add touch and add joy to your life is to um, interact with a pet. Um, this is something that they they always are talking about, right? That there's pet therapy in hospitals and in nursing homes and it, it exists because it's real, because these, these kinds of connections bring joy to our lives. So look for a way to touch somebody in your day to add some joy. All right, the last way I want to share, 14th way to add a little bit of joy to your day is to do something childlike. That might mean playing in some way. Think of something that you really enjoyed as a child that you don't do anymore. Maybe it's swinging on a swing set or um, running through a field or playing with Play-Doh or watching a cartoon or hugging a stuffed animal. Um, this doesn't mean you have to act like a baby, but those things kind of bring us a sense of security. They might um, help you to remember to be childlike in, in the eyes of God. We are his children and he calls on us to be childlike. This is a good way to remind yourself of that. That doesn't mean you have to become infantile in all your interactions with other people, but look for something very simple. Um, I think for many of us, the things that we enjoyed as children, the activities we enjoyed, the kinds of play we enjoyed really has a very basic simplicity about it. We're very, um, very simple creatures, especially as children and the things that we do that bring us joy. Um, getting back to that, that basic place of enjoying a process, enjoying an activity on a very basic level is a childlike thing to do that can also speak to us as grownups. You don't have to give up those things entirely. And just doing them, um, participating in some of those activities that we enjoyed as children. Maybe it's even reading a children's book that was meaningful to you. I know I really love to do that and share them with the kids and, um, the, you know, the kinds of books that I really loved as a child. Maybe you have something like that. Just connect with your childhood in some way can bring some joy to your day. So those are my 14 things. But I am positive you also have some ideas for ways to add joy to your day. Small ways. What did what did you think of as I was sharing this list? What small ways do you add joy to your day? I would love to hear it from you and I'd love to share it with others on a future podcast. So you can email me if you have thoughts about adding joy to your day, especially these busy days as we're getting ready for Advent, getting ready for the Christmas season. Send me an email at danielle at daniellebean.com. You can uh, leave a comment on the show notes at daniellebean.com for episode number 98. Or you can leave me a Voxer, connect with me on Voxer, or even just record your own voice feedback that I can share on a future episode. Some people have done that. Just record it on your phone and email it to me. That works too. However you want to share, please do let me know what thoughts and ideas you have about adding more joy to your day. Hey, do you like what we do here? Do you appreciate having access to girlfriends every single week? Is it helpful or encouraging to you in your everyday life? Well, if so, there's a convenient way that you can say thank you for the Girlfriends Podcast and encourage me to continue to record it. 
Patreon is a simple system that allows you to pledge your support for this podcast, show your appreciation, and encourage its production. At patreon.com forward slash girlfriends, you can make a pledge in any amount. Even just $1 per episode makes a real difference and is a simple way to show your thanks. I want to thank our newest supporters on Patreon, Kelly, Anne-Marie, and Kristen. Thank you, ladies. And if you would like to show your support too, please go to patreon.com forward slash girlfriends. Thank you so much. I also want to just take a moment to thank Ascension Press for partnering with me to bring you this podcast. You can check out all of their podcasts and other Catholic media that entertains, inspires you, and educates you about your Catholic faith at ascensionpress.com. Click the channels tab to get all that free, amazing content. Okay, now to share just a little bit of feedback. I only have um, one email to share. It was kind of a quiet week, I think, because of Thanksgiving. It felt like uh, it went by really quickly last week. I was trying to cram everything into the first three days, and I think many people were doing the same. Anyway, I did hear from Amy, and Amy says, Hi, Danielle. Thank you for the Girlfriends Podcast. I really enjoy listening every week. I'm writing today because I really need some parenting advice. I'm a mom of four, and the constant fighting arguing, hitting, pushing, and yelling is making me absolutely crazy. I do correct them, but then they're right back at it. I do give them consequences, but nothing seems to work. What tools do you use for creating a peaceful, loving home? My kids are seven, six, four, and two. Amy. Oh, Amy, I think every parent can relate to this, at least at some stage in their family life. It drives us crazy, that constant bickering. That drives us crazy. Um, okay, so I don't have uh, perfect kids, and we certainly have struggled with the bickering thing. So I, I, I don't have a perfect solution for you, but some things you might want to think about um, with regard to how you're responding and um, how you can encourage your kids to um, interact better with one another is my first thought is, Maybe you guys are in a bad habit. Your kids are in a bad habit with how they're interacting with each other, and you are in a bad habit, perhaps. I don't know because I'm not watching through your windows, but maybe you're in a bad habit of how you're responding to their bickering, and it's just this terrible cycle that you're all kind of falling back into again and again and causing misery for everybody. So maybe just think about that a little bit. Maybe, um, observe yourself and observe your kids and the ways that you're interacting with one another. And see if that's that's part of the issue. And if it is, a good way to break it up is to uh, talk about it with each other. Um, you know, if you're falling into that, uh, maybe have a, a word that you say or a reminder to your kids like, hey, that's what we talked about. Remember, just try to recall the conversation you had about the bickering outside of the bickering moment and remind them that, oh, you're doing that thing. We're doing that thing, you know. Um, and even if your kids aren't on board, they are pretty little, but um, certainly the seven and the six-year-old are capable of discussing these things and um, improving themselves, being conscious about improving their own behavior and their own habits with um, interacting with their siblings and with you. Um, but you control, Amy, you get to control how you are responding to your kids' bad behavior. And I mean, you know, the classic thing that they say is that kids are misbehaving because they want attention and negative attention is better than no attention. And I think that that really is true. Um, and, and that's not to say that you're, you know, 
neglecting them in your parenting of them in any way, but just think about the the fact that they're engaging with you. They're getting your attention. They're getting a response out of you every time they're doing this bickering thing, every time they're they're fighting with one another, or every time, this is a big one, a kid comes running to you to tattle on another kid. Um, I think it's really important that you observe the ways in which you're interacting and make it minimal make it minimal. Um, one thing that I've done when I've got a group of kids that are interacting negatively is I will separate them. And you've probably tried this. Um, but I, I think it's important to be consistent about it because, um, rather than go and be like, okay, so then what did you do? And, oh, you pushed him and, oh, you sat too close to him. And then what happened? And getting into all those little details that are so annoying and they're, you know, those aren't going away as long as the kids are getting the reward of your attention for it. Um, Rather than go and get into all those details, just, you know, treat it as a whole. And that doesn't mean like severely punishing everybody because sometimes one kid really is the instigator and um, deserves to be punished more so than another kid. But I, I try to treat it as a whole, like you all, are interacting in a way that you're not allowed to. You're bringing misery to everybody in this household. And so you all have to be separated. And, um, you know, do that as many times as you need to. I think that's the big thing about parenting. And the thing that um, trips up many of us is, oh my gosh, we have to keep repeating. <laughs> we have to keep doing the thing. We have to be consistent. But what I've found, especially with younger children, is that it does pay off in the long run. It does pay off if you're consistent in providing those consequences. And it doesn't have to be an all out punishment, but at least the the removal and the separation, like this is not happening. This is ending. This conversation between the two of you where you're bickering back and forth is done. Nobody's talking anymore and you're removing them to separate places. Um, so finding a way to do that, that involves minimal interaction from you in a way that's going to be rewarding for your kids, um, I think is super important. So talking with your kids um, outside of the bickering moments and having a plan for, you know, getting them on board because it's not fun for them either. That's not a great way to hang out together. They're not enjoying it. I mean, I think they are in some way, some, in some ways kids do enjoy that. Um, but I mean, ultimately it's, they want a happy home too. They want to be getting along. They want to be having fun together. Um, so talking about it outside of it and then reminding each other in the moment and then really consistently, providing those consequences and following through. I know that's the tough part, but once our kids know that we mean what we say and we're not going to slip back into um, giving them all that attention for negative behavior, then they're going to move on to something else. Once they realize that's not working anymore, um, that you're minimally interacting with them uh, about these negative things and just putting an end to it in whatever way uh, you need to, um, I think it it really does pay off in the long term. And the more they know that you mean what you say the first time you say it and there's consequences if they don't stop, um, the better off you all are in the long run. So the way you do that is, is sorry, but it's just the grunt work, the nitty gritty of getting up every time and providing those consequences for as many times as your stubborn kid is going to be falling back into that bickering. Um, and also you didn't mention your husband, um, but it, certainly, I find husbands can be a very helpful consequence <laughs> for kids that, um, and it doesn't have to be just wait till your father gets home. Um, but a, another voice, uh, often uh, more of a disciplinarian than the mom, we, we tend to be softer on our kids and not to generalize too much, but that's really the mom way where the soft ones um, and, and the dad it can be pretty harsh in providing consequences. But it, it sounds like maybe this is an opportunity where um, your husband 
could be involved as well inside of those discussions with the kids, but also in enforcing those consequences um, as, as much as he is able to and is helpful to your kids. So I hope that's helpful, Amy. If nothing else, I can commiserate. We've all been there. Um, if other people have thoughts to share with Amy about bickering kids, because I'm sure she's not the only one who could use that help and support in her parenting this week, especially as there's more and more candy canes and, and sugar going into our kids' bodies. They're they're beginning to um, get antsy and interact in negative ways, I think. Um, so anyway, uh, if you have thoughts to share on the topic of bickering kids and how to solve that, you can email me, Danielle, at daniellebean.com or go to the show notes at daniellebean.com and connect with me on Voxer or leave a, sh- a, a comment on social media. Share in whatever way you like to um, to give some more information to Amy. Maybe you could share something that really worked for you when you went through a tough time with a bunch of little kids like that. I'd really appreciate your feedback. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this episode of Girlfriends. Thank you for connecting with me week after week. I do not take that for granted. Your presence here is truly a gift to me. And I I really cherish and value the fact that you're part of this community and that we can pray for one another during the coming week and then get together again next week and connect and share about the things that really matter. So thank you for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a daniellebean.com production. Know your worth, find your joy. Joy.